You're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. This podcast is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of sexuality and self-development workshops in Australia. Please bear in mind that not all conversations will be suitable for younger people. Also bear in mind that while we can discuss general concepts, what we say can't be taken as personal advice or guidance. You're the only person that is an expert on being you. If you've got questions you'd like us to answer, or you want to find out more about us, look us up at curiouscreatures.biz. B-I-Z. Today, I'm having a conversation with Airy from Blue Velvet Arts, who you can find at bluevelvetarts.com. This is the first of a three-part series where we discuss in really good detail the questions on the Curious Creatures consent cards. The consent cards are handy little things about the size of a credit card. They've got pretty much all the questions you need to ask to ensure that whatever sex you're planning on having goes well. They have a level of detail and a little bit of a bias that's uh, slightly geared towards kinky activities, although they make pretty much any activity better, even platonic things like going for a drive in the country. You can view the questions for free on the Curious Creatures website or buy one for $9. We will also list them in the notes for this show. Today, uh, we're starting with a general introduction and going through questions 1 to 4. If you're new to the world of consent, this is going to be a huge insight into how to do this stuff from people that have considerable experience. Even if you've got a lot of experience in sex, and kinky sex in particular, we're sure you'll still find a few interesting points of reflection here. And we know that you'll find that by using the consent cards, the quality, fun and safety of your play will uh, improve. So, to begin with, what are the Curious Creatures consent cards? Basically, they're little double-sided plastic cards that you can carry around in your wallet. They're about the same size as a credit card, and they've got all of the questions, or not all, but they've got most of the questions you need to ask to make sure that sexual activities and kinky scenes in particular stand the best possible chance of going well. Um, yeah, I, like I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been playing with this material for so long and just gotten into so many scenes and realised halfway through that I've forgotten to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that consent negotiation resources are something that's fairly recent on the scene. Um, I know that throughout my career, it's definitely been an ingrained part of the process, but it seems recently people have brought that together and actually made resources. And the, the Curious Creatures consent card is super awesome because, as you said, it fits into your wallet. <clears throat> it's the size of a credit card and highly durable. And I, I just really value having something that's so easily accessible and transportable around. That's certainly been my experience, that just like having them there as a, as a prompt... Uh, the, the list of questions uh, has just made so many things go better. And I guess one of the questions that comes up a lot around the consent cards is, are they only for kink scenes? And I must admit, I feel like they have a bias towards kink scenes, but they work for all sorts of activities and they don't even have to be sexual. So I have used them and I've heard many stories of other people using them for everything from drives into the country. Uh, I used them once for spooning. Um, but yeah, obviously they work really well for sex scenes as well. Right. So I, I imagine that they have the um, c- 
consent negotiation process more or less has its genesis from the world of kink and BDSM, but I don't think that in any way it's relegated to only appropriate to kink and BDSM. In fact, I wish that I had known about consent and consent negotiation when I was a teenager, mm. just getting into the realm of forging my own identity mm. and exploring sexuality. My goodness, that would have been grand. Oh, my so, goodness. So, you know, when I think around the permissions that it grants myself when I think about consent, when I think about approaching any topic with, do I give, do I give this person consent to engage with me mentally, physically in this way? It certainly isn't relegated to just kink or sex at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of establishing healthy boundaries around anything really involves consent, whether that conversation is internally with yourself about negotiating what you want your boundaries to be. Mm. Absolutely Mm. cool. But Mm. yeah, just about any activity. I mean, you don't necessarily need to go through this consent card. You know, know, when you're picking up some donuts at the baker, Mm. you could. But uh, yeah, I think, (laughs) you know, that's kind of an extreme. But yeah, definitely any kind of interaction that you might have with partners or friends, even business interactions, I think that this kind of negotiation process can be adapted and applied. Yeah. God, how much of a revolution would it have been if we'd been showing this stuff when we were in high school? Just the concept (laughs) that one has this much agency and control Mm -hmm. over the experiences that one is involved in. Yes. Yeah. Um, Starts to make it sound like a human rights conversation, which it is. Mm -hmm. It's, It's funny. There's two sides to the consent conversation. There's part of it which is a fundamental human right and it shouldn't be confused with the question of good sex or whatever um, or or pleasure Uh, but the other side of it is that consent done well does make for amazing sex so yeah I don't know there's 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 dual interests there tell me would you use something like this every time you play always under all circumstances with everyone Uh, I have to honestly say that no I wouldn't I find it a highly valuable resource for anyone with whom I'm playing or interacting for the first time. It's a great way to get a sense of uh, our perspectives on the play we're about to engage in, our experience, our expectations. Um, It's a really good gauge for all of that. I think that more conversation is really better. I think that discussion makes play more rewarding and, um, you know, it really goes in the face of this general idea that good sex happens in silence, that if you're really good at something, you just do it without talking about it. And that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So definitely I'm, I'm of the school of, you know, com- communication is sexy. Consent is sexy. Mm, yeah. um, so I feel like when I'm first getting to know someone, it's really important to have these conversations. And the more depth, the better. But if I've been playing with someone for a while and we're doing things that we've been doing before and I have a good sense of it, I wouldn't necessarily go through this process. Yeah. If it's somebody I've been playing with for a while and we're approaching some new activity or play, then definitely I would go through this process. Um, yeah. But it might, be, you know, it might be edited. I wouldn't have to go over information that I already know well. It would more be uh, a process of tailoring the questions to the person and the activity. And, and sometimes I think it's even a case of if you're doing a an activity with someone um, but you're doing it in a slightly more substantial way uh, like it's not just a quick regular whatever thing that you normally do um, it's it's nice just to whip out the questions and just to scan through and make sure they're all clear in your mind and sometimes there's just, there's just one that you realise you're not sure about that you need to ask mm-hmm. um, but yeah I really agree I, I don't use them all the time uh, however I will say for myself the less I use them or the less I use something like this 
the more and more in risky territory I am. So I've got to say, there's times where things have gone wrong or I've missed some feedback or gone a little bit too far or something like that. It's always been when it hasn't been clearly discussed up front. So, so I feel like um, it's kind of the same about being... Um, uh, not sober uh, when one plays. Um, uh, sometimes that can be fun and sometimes things just unfold, but the further and further one goes into that territory, the more and more risky things are. Mm, yes. I'd also say this is a good tool for abolishing assumptions. I know that oh, it's yeah. just a natural human tendency to make assumptions oh, around yeah. things. Even the words you use, the terminology, semantics, we assume that one word means a certain thing, our own personal definition, and that might not be true for other people. So... In that way, the things that we just take for granted about an activity or the way we approach something, we might discover that through discussion, the people that we're playing with have a very different take on that, or maybe something that we take as a given they had never even considered. Yes. So yes, going through a process like this is really good at you know just spreading light into those dark areas, those assumptions or, you know, those things that had never been considered. So, yes. yeah, very uh, useful in that way. I love what you're saying about assumptions. Um, uh, imagine, like, like say, say you're in a relationship or a repeating play pattern with someone and uh, you've agreed, one of you says, hey, maybe some spanking now would be kind of fun. Um, and you say yes. Uh, one of you might be thinking about that time you did spanking that was just like calm, slow, meditative, gentle, and where the other person nearly fell asleep uh, but the other person might thinking about that time where it was extreme crazy sports um, and yeah so good to clarify and I guess before we launch into the actual questions themselves uh, one thing that I know is missing from this consent card is debrief questions afterwards mm -hmm. so also very important is not just setting an activity up well but after it's over uh, debriefing the activity. So classic questions for me to debrief are um, what went well about the activity, like what did you like, what was positive, what was tricky or challenging or confronting or didn't go as you'd planned, and then lastly, what do you like about this play partner? Because it's mm -hmm. just always kind of nice to finish on a bit of a lovely note. Um, alrighty, so we're going to go through the consent card questions. Uh, by the way, uh, you can access these questions for free on the Curious Creatures website. Uh, you can also buy the cards themselves there, but if you just want to have a look at the questions, you can whip them out on your phone anytime you want at curiouscreatures.biz. And so to the first question on the cards, which is, how are we doing? Why would you ask a question like that when you're meant to be talking about sex? <laughs> oh, oh my. Because uh, such a high percentage of any activity that occurs actually involves the brain. <laughs> the what? Right? <laughs> yes, there might be other body parts involved, but pretty much the brain is the number one player. Um, the brain, you know, and, and the emotional state. So very, very crucial to know where your play partner is at as far as mood state. Um, are they highly distracted? Has something happened that's distressing to them? Are they calm and very present? If I play with the same person over and over again, I will definitely notice a difference in our play based on how they're feeling. And as, as a good play partner and dom, I will tailor our play accordingly. Like um, if they're in a real sensitive and distressed mood, that doesn't mean necessarily that they they can't take a very intense experience but it might mean that they're they aren't up for it mm. so i'm going to be more sensitive to that mood state and again this is one of those things where that playing with the same partner every time doesn't mean it's the exact same experience because humans are so variable our psychology our emotional state even our physical 
our physical attributes. Like, there are many days where I'm more flexible than others. Going into a yoga class, sometimes it's fucking amazing and I'm heroic <laughs> in my stretches, and other times it's pretty bad and I'm moved to tears. Yeah. So, that just as an example, that you know, the same activity with the same person will not always be the same, and knowing what you're dealing with is very important. I love the way uh, you're also kind of um, responding to one of the myths, particularly about kink play or BDSM play, which is that it's all about the uh, one person taking what they want from the other. And, and just that question about how are you doing and then adapting, changing the, the play to, to suit the mood that happens to be present at the time uh, kind of puts paid on that assumption. Um, yeah, I, I also like that question because I, I feel like if someone is in a really, say, flat or challenged or tired kind of a state, I'm not going to take it so personally if the activity or the scene doesn't escalate off to amazing ridiculous heights, which may have been my fantasy, but might not be relevant to uh, what actually needs to happen. It also reassures the person that you're interacting with that you consider them a human Mm. instead of just an Mm. object. Um, that you're projecting your prefabricated plans upon, independent of where they actually stand. I've heard it's nice when it looks like (laughs) someone cares about you. (laughs) Okay, so question two. What's our brief description of what we're planning to do? I love this because it just creates a little moment to just get clear about what the actual activity is and it's um it's extraordinary how often you realize that you thought you're on the same page but it turns out you were talking about completely different activities Mm, definitely this question helps avoid any miscommunication or misconceptions around what's actually going to happen Um, it could be that a brief description suffices this might be an awesome area to actually expand into more than just a brief description, mm, yeah. um, depending on you know the activity and where everyone's at. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Really true. So sometimes that's a five-second answer, and I'm aware that I've done some more complicated, elaborate scenes where the answer to just that question has gone to three A4 pages. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a great opportunity for someone to share with you. Um, maybe perhaps a physical condition or mental triggers that they have around the activities. Um, There might be something that, like just to say, for example, bondage ties, where my body is really physically adaptable on a certain tie, and I tell someone that I'm going to do that to them, and, and they tell me, oh, well, I have this car accident, and I have a titanium rod you know, in my right arm, you know, this is this is the chance where I tell them what's going to happen and they can tell me the ways that our activity might need to be modified or they can share, you know, possible physical or mental triggers yeah. around the activity. I love it. I'm reminded about once when I was going to be giving someone a sensory awakening ritual mm-hmm. and we got to, uh, I think it was this question, but it might have been a later question on uh, body limitations. But I think it was this question when I realised that uh, they were vegetarian and some of the delicacies I was going to be feeding them were meat. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good that we found out about that one first. Um, and, and what you're saying sort of flows into the next two questions. They're sort of very similar. Like question three, why is this play interesting to us? And question uh, four, what kind of experience are you after? They're all just sort of elaborating and making sure you're both on the same page about w- mm. what you're after. Yes, well, as far as question three, why is this play interesting to you or me? I think that that is a great way of enhancing the understanding of why we're each engaging in this. Again, it's 
could possibly be very different the reasons why I am compelled to engage in this activity versus the reason my partner is compelled to engage in it. And not that one yes. is right or wrong, but rather that it's just so nice, the, di the diversity of the human race and our capacity to enjoy activities from different perspectives. And so I like learning about why other people enjoy the things that they do, especially in the world of kink. It's so fantastic, the things that people mm -hmm. do, the things that they sexualize, the things that they get sexual pleasure out of, erotic pleasure out of. Yes. So it's a way for me not only to understand the motivation of the person I'm playing with, it's also an opportunity to perhaps enrich their experience by catering to those motivations, mm. if possible. Yes. And also just a great way to get to know them better. Mm. So that's, that's very valuable to me yeah. as far as my, my interactions with my play partners. I love it. Uh, especially, um, I think about this question in the context of role play scenarios. Um, it's hilarious the diversity that comes out sometimes in uh, role play. Uh, so one person might be interested in a particular scene because it's going to take them to psychological edges and uh, allow them to work through and process things from their history. Um, whereas the other person might be interested in uh, exploring their dynamic acting range. Uh, and they're, they're, they're quite different motivations. Uh, and then if we're talking not so, not so much about kinky sex, uh, if you imagine whatever normal sex means to you dear listener like whatever that is if you're in a hetero relationship then maybe that includes you know penis and vagina style of sex or whatever if you're in other forms of relationship that's maybe other forms of penetration or oral sex or whatever it is that your go-to version of normal sex is sometimes if you ask a partner why is this play interesting to you? Like sometimes someone will say something like, because I want to connect with you, I want to feel you gazing into my eyes, or I want to feel the heart strength of our connection. Um, and, but the other person might have an answer like, um, I want to get off, it's all sensory pleasure, I want to use and abuse in the nicest possible way. Um, that's not to say that that particular activity can't continue, it's just that you need to reconcile that difference and at least make sure you're aware of each other's different interests. You've been listening to Curious Conversations About Sex by Curious Creatures. We run workshops often focused around how to put into practice the things we've been talking about today and various other things. Find us at curiouscreatures.biz And you can find Airy, who I've been chatting with today, at bluevelvetarts.com Thanks for listening, friends. Mm -hmm.